the Fox Sports 1498 3FM FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your ringtone. <laughs> Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now... Here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg from the historic studios of WSPG AM and FM on Garner Road in Spartanburg, South Carolina, where... uh, Started out kind of rainy, Ronnie, but it's uh, turning into a nice day. Looks look, looking like Easter out there. It is, and I'm just glad it's not as cold as it was last Saturday. Well, I'm overdressed. Well, that's <laughs> I it was going to be cold. Underdressed last week. I got on a flannel shirt and an undershirt, and I thought it was going to be cold out there this morning, but it's not. And uh, Alan's over there doing his homework. How you doing? Good, doing good, Perry. I guess you are after what you showed me from the what happened at the fishing hole. Uh, getting lucky. <laughs> You're always lucky. You're never good. Well, but I don't believe it. I think you're. I think you got to be pretty good just to land a fish. He showed me a biggest fish. I didn't know they had fish that big in lakes around here. Morning, Greg. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Uh, like I said, we had the, the bad weather forecast, and it's like the forecast has been apologizing. It seemed to me like it's turned out to be as well as say Bill France weather. So it's going to be a pretty day. I'm tickled to be here. Well, we're glad to have you, and uh, we. Uh, Got some good guests lined up for you that um, uh, hopefully we'll be able to get on the phone. We've had a little trouble with that off and on this year, but uh, we will have at 1020 this morning, Jeremy Clements, who is available because uh, mostly he because he's got the week off. Xfinity doesn't run again until Talladega next week, while the rest of them are um, running on the dirt at Bristol, the trucks and the cup boys. And then... Um, at 11 o'clock, we have Buzz McKim, who was the curator of the Hall of Fame in, uh, in Charlotte and retired and now has his own radio show at a uh, very interesting. He has the show from uh, the North Turn Restaurant, which is in Daytona Beach. It's on Daytona Beach, and it's where the uh, cars used to, when they raced on the beach and road course, that 4.1-mile course they had down there back in the 40s and 50s, they uh, come off the beach at the North Turn, and that's where the restaurant sits, and then they would head back south on the uh, on the asphalt. So we're looking forward to having Buzz on there and, uh, on, on the show at 11 o'clock. He's very, very knowledgeable. I mean, he's a, he is a historian. I'm, I'm billed as one, but Buzz has really, really done it. So uh, we're excited about having him and, the, and having a good show for you this morning. Um, had a lot of action last week, not so much this week. A lot of series taking the week off. But um, we talked about it uh, because the race last week for Xfinity was on a Friday night. So we were able to discuss it. And they don't run again, as I said, until Talladega. So uh, 
we're uh, uh, be able to talk to Jeremy as he's trying to fight his way up through the point standings, and hopefully he can uh, he can get to where he needs to be to make the playoffs. I'm I'm wanting to ask him how he feels about Xfinity not racing at at uh, on the dirt this weekend. If he if he wants to be on dirt, or if he's tickled not to be on dirt. You know, he was kind of raised on dirt over at Cherokee Speedway. Right. Raised on dirt. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, that would, that would, you know, that's kind of like. Uh, going back home. Going back home. And, uh, I mean, we got uh, Kyle Larson who races dirt now. And you've seen him yesterday during practice up there at Bristol. Up on that high side, making time. So, uh, a lot of these boys just kind of don't think about getting up there, but. I was showing them that's the way to go. Um, Alan, do we have a lot of local action this week? Uh, no. We Easter, they kind of back off. Hey, well, uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Okay. Like I said, I mean, I ain't got to, I don't have that much uh, racing news this week, Perry, but we got a little bit of fishing news. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been, we've been slacking off our fishing coverage here lately, so maybe we can uh, catch up on that a little bit. We can talk about the... Uh, cup race last week and uh well i can just go ahead and tell you that the uh the point standings our little point standings that we have here among us for uh uh picking the winners i, I think uh alan you're doing pretty good alan's got two wins this year and uh he picked uh byron last week right no 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 who i picked uh kyle bush and uh i think he brought me in a second place yeah yeah right right i'm sorry but you, uh, you're out front with 14 points. Second is Lanny with nine. I've got nine. Deb's got seven. Greg's got three. Ronnie's got three, and Jada's got three. So that's the way the uh, we're in a tight race for the bottom. Well, it, a lot can happen. You got, <laughs> you're like Jeremy Clemens. You got a lot of time to make it up. But uh, yeah, you're right. I was. I got it right here in front of me, and I didn't even see it. Um, yeah, Will, William Byron was the winner last week. And uh, Joey Logano was second. And Byron um, is just keeping that Hendricks winning streak alive. They're uh, they're the team to beat this year, and it is cyclical. I mean, some years it's Gibbs, and uh, this year it's pretty obviously Rick Hendricks' team with uh, Byron winning his second race of the year. Second place was uh, Joey Logano. Third, Austin Dillon. Fourth was Ryan Blaney. Fifth, Ross Chastain. Now, I'm going to stop right here. You remember two weeks ago after Chastain won at Texas and he busted that watermelon and was eating the watermelon during the, the uh, winner's uh, interview. I commented that there was a piece of uh, watermelon seed right in the corner of his mouth through almost yeah. the whole interview, and it was just driving me crazy. I meant to mention this last week, but I forgot to. On the pre-race show uh, the next week, they had an interview with the watermelon seed. Did you see that? <laughs> I missed that. Look who that is. I, I got a picture of it. Can you recognize who that is? This is great radio. <laughs> but they interviewed the watermelon seed, sitting there in a chair, dressed up in a watermelon seed costume. That's Clint Howard. Ron Howard's Ron brother, Howard's brother. Who, okay. used to, who used to play uh, 
Yeah, I messed up and shrunk the picture down and couldn't get it back up. Oh, he used to play. Uh, there you go. He used to play Leon on the Andy Griffith show. He oh, always yeah. had the, the peanut butter sandwich all over right. his face and offering you a bite. He never had a line, but they got. You can look this up on the internet, and it's it's it's. I don't. He must have just been hanging out at Fox or something that day, and they said, "Come here, we we got a, a good idea." Look at that. Well, Did he's, you see that. Clint has been in just about every project that Ron Howard has ever done. Well, Ron Howard hadn't, I don't know if he had anything to do with this or not. Well, the first thing I ever saw Clint Howard in was a Star Trek episode, the original series. He played an alien. Well, well, now he's a watermelon seed. He's he's working his way up in uh, the food chain, I guess. He, you're right. I know he was in uh, Apollo 13 and he was in. Oh, he's been in several of Ron Howard's movies. But anyway, I thought that was nuts when I saw that. And I couldn't believe I saw it. And then I couldn't actually believe I found it on the Internet by, uh, well, you could probably, I didn't. I, I think I looked up Clint Howard Watermelon Seed and it, it came up. And it's, it was just a crazy little skit they did before the race started. And uh, I wasn't the only one evidently impressed with that watermelon seed in the corner of his mouth because it did bother me at the time. Sixth place last week was Kurt Busch. Seventh was Kyle Busch. Eighth was Eric Almarola in his uh, farewell tour. Ninth was Chase Briscoe. And tenth was my pick, Chase Elliott. The uh, point standings in Cup as we uh, sort of get near the, kind of near the halfway mark of the season. If I can get the dadgum pages from sticking together. Here we are. The... Point standings, uh, the playoff standings. William Byron has now separated himself from the from the other winners since he has two wins. Uh, second is Ross Chastain, who's still doing great with another top ten this past week. In fact, it was a top five. Alex Bowman is third. Chase Briscoe fourth. Austin Cindric is fifth. And Kyle Larson sixth. And Denny Hamlin seventh. Excuse me. Those are the guys that have a win. And then the rest of the standings for people that don't have a win yet is uh, Chase Elliott is 8th, Ryan Blaney ninth, Joey Logano 10th, Martin Truex 11th. I can get my page turned here. Tyler Reddick, Austin Sendrick, Kyle Larson, Austin Dillon, and Kurt Busch. And on the outside looking in, uh, I'm sorry, I had that wrong. That's Eric Almarola, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Tyler Reddick, and Austin Dillon. And on the outside looking in are Eric Jones, who's very close, Daniel Suarez, Christopher Bell, and Chris Busher. You have something to say there, Ronnie? Oh, no, I was just listening to you. <laughs> okay, well, I'm having a coughing attack over here. I'm off to a, my rev limiter is uh, giving me fits already. So, the No, I thought I, I leaned up into the mic because I thought you were getting ready to ask me something. No, no, no. <laughs> no i was trying to i was hoping somebody would start talking because i was getting ready to cough but anyway i got it under control right now so that's cup for this week uh the standings and as i say they will race tomorrow night easter night and um uh, as we were talking out in the lobby and i've been hearing this all week how people saying oh they they didn't used to race on easter well i would like to really see some official statistics on that maybe we can ask buzz about it because they did race on easter uh because we even talked with bobby allison about it on the air one time he 
driving for Mario Rossi, won the Atlanta 500 on Easter, and uh, talked about how he went to Mass that morning and then went out and won the race. And excuse me, he. Uh, so I know. I mean, it's just a thing that's come and gone. I, you know, I, they used to not race on Mother's Day, but they race on Mother's Day now all the time. So I don't know the exact statistics of it. They might have laid off of it for ten years in a row, for all I know. But uh, the, uh, you know, it, it's it's not. It, it is a sacred holiday, and everybody knows the. Hopefully, everybody knows the real meaning of Easter, and uh, it's not really about the Easter Bunny. It's Christ rising. Uh, my throat's giving me a hard time this morning, but uh, and, and saving our souls. But you know. Uh, it's also a joyous occasion, and I don't really have a personal problem with racing on Easter. They got baseball games, they got everything else. So, uh, you know, more power to them. It's uh, if it brings the families and everything closer together. I, I think it's a good idea. Well, you know, Perry, Mother's Day used to really be a hard one to sell, but once you had Procter and Gamble and some of these sponsors come in, where the marketing was catering to the women. And the women love racing. That's like to do antique cars, and all sorts of racing. It's like best give gift you get to your mama or your grandmama is to carry them on Mother's Day to a race. So now that that's cool. And the Easter's the same way. Like Bobby was saying, it it it's a wonderful place. I love it because the hide eggs. <laughs> and and uh, anyway, our egg guns are kind of ridiculous. We quit doing it when the twins were about forty-eight, but, <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it, it is a it is an important holiday for a lot of people, and and Bobby's correct, uh, he can remember that. But that's that that part's gone in today's Easter Saturday, so you know anything goes on Easter Saturday. Just well, watch out for the egg hunters on Sunday. The uh, you know Easter was. Uh, my mother's favorite holiday. She liked Easter better than anything. And, of course, I know we'd always get a new – I'd always get a new suit and everything to wear to church and the uh, and shoes and everybody would be decked out with their Easter bonnets and everything on. And, of course, I've gotten away from that pretty far uh, with uh, growing up and being a parent myself. But, uh, you know, you'll see it. You Look at the – any churchgoers tomorrow, and they'll, they'll be pretty well decked out. Well, I've always wondered how we got a bunny. I ain't never seen a bunny rabbit lay an egg. <laughs> I mean. It's chocolate. It's a chocolate. Bunny rabbits lay chocolate eggs. Oh, okay. Cadbury's. Yeah, they look like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, everybody celebrate Easter in your own way. Don't. Uh, don't be upset because they're running race cars on Easter night. And and by Easter night now, I think everything's pretty much happened that's going to happen as far as Easter. And you can sit back and go to a race. Well, we used to just race up the East Coast. We had one race a year that used to be out in California. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, we're going from Chicago to Texas to Arizona to... California? Yeah, California. I mean, uh, and don't get me wrong, a long time ago, there's only what 20 21 races in a year and now we're getting 36 we 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 cried it for time and too and even though now for those long distance races most of the drivers fly but the support crew 
doesn't always fly, especially the smaller teams. They're on the road. Well, used to, we used to go out there and qualify with a qualifying motor, then change the motor coming for race day and go different. But nowadays, you just take the car out there, and when you unload it, you're you ready to go. You're ready to go. It's it, uh, That same motor stays in the car all weekend long, and don't get wrong, you, you, as far as support crew, I mean, I don't, I, you don't, used to, you used to take five, six guys to the racetrack. Yeah. Nowadays, you just unload the car and. It's usually fast out of the trailer. Yeah. Well, things have changed, and uh, I know, Alan, you've, uh, you and Greg were, well, you, well, Alan has stayed with it. I mean, you were there in the old days, and you're still doing it on a different level, but you know what's going on, and we, of course, we keep up with uh, with a lot of the latest technology through Alan's brother, Mike, and um, who I talked to a couple of times this week, but I tell you what, let's take our first break and come back and talk to Jeremy Clements. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Big selection. All great. Better deals. Come and get it at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for 45 or even the first 90 days at Impex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyers program. Hurry on over to Impex Pre-Owned. 8989 Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving no matter what. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a Plante? Call it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. 
Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to Start Your Engines, and it's my pleasure to bring on a, our local favorite driver. And uh, absolutely, so proud to have him come on our show this morning, Jeremy Clements. Good morning, Jeremy. Good morning. You don't have to say that just because I'm on here now. But, uh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> I'll do a little cross. I'll do a little cross promotion to say that Jeremy comes on open mic once a week. If you want to hear more of him, or uh, uh, and, and hear the latest about. What happened to him that week? That's how I usually find out what happened right. by listening to open mic. But thanks for coming on, Jeremy. Well, I always enjoy coming on this show with you guys, and I appreciate all the support. Yeah, the we do the show every Wednesday. Uh, thanks to Tom from Carolina Driveline for allowing us to do that, and it's always fun to chat with Clary or Alex or whoever's whoever's there. Really. Yeah. Well, it's a, I listen to it every week, and. Uh, uh, it, it is how I keep up with you. One of the one of my easiest ways. Um, well, you're off this week. What's Jeremy Clements doing on his off week? Man, you know, I usually have something fun planned, but I'm just hanging around home, been working at the shop, getting things ready for Talladega and the next few races. And uh, when you're a small team with few people, it just it, it takes a lot. So to get this off weekend, we it's the first uh, break we've had for eight races. So just catching our breath trying to catch up prepare for these next few races and uh yeah just get caught up and be ready for them really so nothing exciting planned uh i kind of wanted to get away but it just didn't work out this time well uh this is ronnie and as alan said earlier we know that you grew up on dirt over around cherokee speedway but with xfinity not running this week at uh bristol on the dirt are you glad you're not going to be on the dirt, or are you missing it? Well, as a driver, I'm definitely missing being there, and I hate watching it. But as an owner, too, uh, I look at it, and I think, man, that's probably more mess than it <laughs> needs to be. So I don't know. It's yet to be seen. They definitely seem they made improvements from last year to the to the dirt and the banking. They put progressive banking in that track. They've, they've got better – Goodyear brought a better tire, so – I hope they put on a good show for the fans this weekend, for sure, uh, starting with the Truck Series tonight and Cup tomorrow. Uh, that race being on Easter, I, I don't have a clue how that will work out for them, but as we know, the TV networks make the call on when we race and what time that is, so I guess it might be an experiment. But the only thing I have a problem with is putting dirt on Bristol. That's a, an awesome track. It, it's one of my favorites. And I just hate that we uh, put a dirt on a on a amazing track as Bristol is. I just don't think that's needed for that track. Maybe we could go somewhere else with that dirt uh, to a real dirt track. That's what I was thinking. Go to a real dirt track. Yeah, I just I don't like. Uh, we we took away one of our races in the Xfinity Series from Bristol, and that was one of the ones right now I, I would be at. So 
in my eyes, that sucks, to be honest. So that's the way I think about it. But, Jeremy, this this is Greg. And uh, I'll tell you, we, we, we're we excited about that. We know you get on dirt. I have to agree with you, just like Perry said. Just go to a dirt track because Bristol's, it's kind of like you, you wait, kind of wasting a deal. But I'll tell you one thing. Everybody in Spartanburg, I mean, you're our car now. But everybody, my family, all of this tickle death over that paint scheme thing you're going to do down at Darlington. I mean, people no, are going so crazy. I'm to hear that. And, that, uh, that. I, I wish, you know, we couldn't put Wrangler on it. But just the fact that people would know that that was something that happened 40 years ago. And Perry was at the race. And uh, a lot of people were there. I was there. But uh, a lot of people were very excited about that. And mainly the fact that you're you're at the Spartanburg car now. That means a lot. And I'm just uh, super stoked to run that scheme, the 40th anniversary. And I'm not going to lie, guys. That was not my idea. Um, I think on one of those rj rockers nights doing the interview uh we sit around and have a beer and talk uh ryan delaney uh, mark nelson mark mullen with spartan waste uh guys that are real good friends of mine and and partners of mine too but uh ryan delaney is the one that came up with this idea so i gotta give credit where credit is due to him and it was a hell of an idea so uh we we got our our designer Michael Maselli to to make a design and man he had a home run. Then we got with you guys, made sure it was you were on board, and then we put it out there on social media and man, it got a lot of attention. So I'm just I'm really excited to be able to run that scheme and I uh, can't wait to go to Darlington, one of my favorite tracks as well, where I know where it can run good at too. Have you uh, ever watched that race forty years ago, a replay of it or or anything uh, when? Uh... Earnhardt won driving the Wrangler number 15 with that paint scheme? I've seen a lot of older races. I need to refresh my memory on that one. Well, I, it's on YouTube, and I watched it not too long ago, and uh, it was the 1982 RCR Rebel 500. And uh, well, you're, Maybe you can send it to me, or I'll just type it in, but that's all. Awesome. That's good to know. Yeah, it, it was a tremendous race, and Earnhardt, you know, they had a lot of trouble back then making it 500 miles with you know, Bud Moore with the engines. I think it was valve spring problems or something. And uh, the um, it came down to a last lap battle with Kale Yarborough, who wow. is related to everybody in Darlington in one way or the other. And uh, Earnhardt nipped him by like half a car length at the finish line, and it was a fantastic race. After 500 miles, that's incredible, isn't it? 40 years ago, that's, that's something else. Well, and not only that, in 1982, it was uh, – um, it was kind of unusual for a, a race to be on flag to flag. I mean, they, they did have them, but, you, you know, a lot of it, they'd only show parts of it or they'd intersperse it with a rodeo or something. But this was flag to flag national coverage, and it was just fantastic for Budmore and Earnhardt and Spartanburg and the Darlington and everybody. I mean, you came away from that one feeling great. I'll definitely have to check that out. That's uh, That sounds like, a. I mean, an epic finish coming down the white flag after 500 miles. It doesn't get any better than that. Yep. Jeremy, we... Uh, when that race went on, and like I say, it's been 40 years ago, uh, Perry was actually at that race, and it's in one of his books. And him and uh, one of his friends or his cousin, they show up coming by in three and four, or one and two. One and, and two. One and two. And it was a close finish. And for us, us to be running 
uh, you know, we had the valve spring problem with the Ford engine and everything, but it was an exciting race and, and it was for us. And, uh, we just tickled death that you're going to go down there and be just about like, I hope you win the race. Well, we all do. And, uh, Jeremy, I, you haven't got a better bunch of fans than the, the four of us in here. Cause we've been pulling for you this, the fifth year of the show. And we've been pumping you up, uh, ever since it started. So, uh, Yes, you have. I, I've been on quite, uh, what a few years now, for sure. I I but, think, and yeah, we've had you every year. This is our the start of our fifth year. So uh, let me uh, let me touch just a second on the. Uh, you had a rough start, Jeremy, and everybody knows it. Uh, you, you sort of got in a hole, not uh, not of your own making. I'd say Drew Dollar got it started for you, but between uh, <laughs> Drew Dollar and the other accident, and then the dead gum. Uh, robbery you had at coda for a cut in the corner or whatever it's uh it's a long way to dig yourself back out but you got started started at it pretty good last week man yeah you know it's been unfortunate but that's just the way racing goes it's it's like a roller coaster you uh you're up and down all the time so you just got to keep battling have a short memory and don't let it you know get to you too bad but each week we're fighting as hard as we can. We've been to so many different tracks already in eight races, and uh, glad to just finally get a top ten. To be honest, uh, it's been tough, and I think uh, well, I know our whole team needs that. I needed that, so it was great, great finish. Uh, and then we got to have some some beers with Dell Jr. and that was that was just such an honor and a blast to do that with him and spend that much time with him. So. All of it went well. The only way it could have went better is if we won. But <laughs> I'm hungry as ever to win. And you never know. This sport is just so unpredictable. We race Talladega next weekend, a week from today. Uh, we, hell, we could win that one. So, you know, I'm always thinking uh, don't don't get too down. It can turn around at any, any time. So uh, a lot of racing left. Well, Jeremy, uh... Last week at that race up there, when Sam Mayer got up on this and kind of pushed you up into Dale Jr., I know you didn't really think that that was Dale on the outside of you, but because uh, everything was happening. But after the race, did you uh, say, well, I just got through hitting Dale Jr.? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I was the the one that spun him out. Uh, it was Josh uh, Berry. In the yeah, it was car. Josh Berry in the eight car. Yeah, he he went three wide and tried to go for a hole that, in my opinion, was not there. It wasn't. And, and we just got together, and it got me into junior and turned him around. And, man, I'm not going to lie, boys. The <laughs> i never seen so many birds in my life. Way <laughs> <laughs> on the stretch when I came back by, like, under caution. I mean. Whole flock of them, huh? I'm telling you, the fans were not happy with the 51. <laughs> I was thinking, hell, I didn't even, like, I didn't mean to do that. I was going to just try to ride behind them and protect them and, and follow him because he was pushing his way through there he was running pretty good at that time and i was kind of content where i was we're on the bottom and yeah you're just kind of as long as you're not on the the next outside you're you're good so gonna just ride behind him till the end and and get us a good finish and but yeah that unfortunately happened but man that race got really wild the last 30 or 40 laps but i was thinking man i might do it (laughs) Hopefully we'll be okay. We won't get uh, the fans won't come, uh, you know, attack us after this race. They were pretty pissed off. Well, I don't think uh, Dale Jr. didn't look too pissed off with the pictures I saw y'all 
drinking white claws? Is that what that was? No. <laughs> Somebody had a white claw. Was that Noah Cragson in the no, picture that uh, I saw? Uh, no. So Noah had a white claw. He, yeah. He's only 23 maybe or so. I don't know exactly. But, um, you know, we Dale, Dale had a big cooler of beer, Bud Light, and different oh, okay. and we we drank Bud Light, but he drank uh, White Claw. And you know, I don't even I don't think when I was in my younger twenties that I, I liked beer too much at that point. So I know he got a lot of uh, hate on it, but you know his taste hadn't developed yet. He's still a young guy. So we'll, <laughs> I don't even know what a White Claw is. Well, it's like a it's what is it like a seltzer? Oh, uh, one of those bubbly things. Yeah. So you know, let's we'll cut him a little slack, but his taste buds will get there. It's, it's uh it takes time but yeah that was uh as soon as i got out of the car i was like dale so sorry i hate that i spun you out glad you recovered <laughs> but take it up with your mine actually take it up with your driver josh berry yeah that's why i kind of <laughs> alluded to that i didn't want to just come out and say it but and i said where's the beer buddy let's drink some beer and discuss this so you know we they, we were talking about easter a little earlier and then a kind of a biblical thing uh this being easter weekend and when they had that the big pile up, I mean the one that completely blocked the track, that reminded me of Charlton Heston parting the Red Sea so the Israelites could get through because uh, there was no it was completely blocked. But when it, as soon as it opened up, you were the first car through there. It, it, did you have to come to a complete stop because it was it was uh, miraculous? It was very close. I got to give a lot of credit to my spotter Chris Monez. He he does an awesome job for me every week, but. Um, man, that was just crazy. Got in the back of the eight car and did some pretty good damage to our nose. Um, so yeah, I was just so glad we didn't bust the radiator or anything, but got through there somehow luck and, and our spotter and thank goodness we did. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh, this is the biggest wreck I've seen at Martinsville ever. It looked yep. like to me, especially being in it, the whole track was blocked. So had a lot of luck to get through there and thankful we did. But anyway, Jeremy, what I was going to say about the White Claw, believe it or not, I've got a 12-pack of them in, in, in my house, something my wife bought, but I've drank a few of them. They're not that bad, but I, I, I kind of like regular beers a little bit better. But Greg is our spirits expert around here. He's a, Unfortunately. He knows White Claw, and he knows everything uh, along those lines. Well, Jeremy, we, uh, uh, we're so tickled to have you on the show. Uh, you have a... You know, you've, you've had some other great paint schemes at Darlington. I remember you having one, and we discussed it on this show a couple of years ago. Uh, it was after, it was the gold and white, which to me is the classic Clements paint job of Rex White. And uh, yep. that was a beautiful car. That was a beautiful car. Rex came to that race, and it was a scheme he ran with uh, my Uncle Lewis working on yep. the car. and Won the championship. The- Yep, in 1960, and man, that is just, I wish I could, like, obviously I wasn't born until 85, so <laughs> just way before my time, but just thinking of the history the Clements family has in NASCAR, and, uh, it's just so cool to me. Um, I try to read up on it and uh, educate myself about it, but... Uh, it's a know, good history, I'll tell you that. It, it really is. Yeah, I'm so proud of my family uh, for yep. what all they accomplished in the sport. Well, you know, you could... uh maybe you can let this uh percolate you could do a spartanburg theme every year from now until uh you're you're a gray old man like me i mean with a you could do a cotton owens car you could do a 
Jack Smith car. You could do David Pearson. There's so many cars from Spartanburg, uh, not just Bud Moore and, and Clements, that you could do. And uh, I just think it would be a great way to honor our heritage and, you know, think about it. <laughs> I mean, you could, do a, you could do a Spartanburg car from now on at every race if you wanted to. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. That's a great idea. I try to get with, you know, the sponsor on the car for, for that race and see what they have in mind first. So, uh, like I said earlier, I'm glad Ryan Delaney had such a great idea to go with this and super excited to do it. But, yeah, you're exactly right, and, and we definitely should look into that and start start writing them down and figuring out. Just know, call me. Wanted, Just call me up. I got them for you in my head. That, that'll work. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> but one last question. How long in advance did y'all have to, did you start on this plan to do this Budmore paint scheme? I mean, when, when did that uh, idea surface? Yeah, so the schedule for us came out last October-ish, I think. Um, and, and I got with all our partners, and Steve Carnes and I kind of headed that up, got with uh, everybody, and they started filling in the races they wanted to be a part of, and and then uh, went to Ryan Delaney, Mark Mullen, Mark Nelson, Spark Waste, and got got with them. Said they wanted Darlington, and we made it happen. And then I said, "Well, you know that's the throwback race." So uh, we started talking about it pretty early on. I, I bet November, December. Wow! And and the wheels started turning then. So you definitely things get worked on way in advance in this deal to to make it all happen. So I'd say back, uh, yeah, last year towards the end of the year it started rolling. Well, I'm I'm more impressed now with Ryan Delaney, uh, who uh, I mean, if he's if he just off the top of his head realized that Bud Moore won that race with Dale Earnhardt forty years ago uh, this year, nineteen eighty two to nineteen to a two thousand twenty two, that's a that's a that's a pretty good uh, pretty good idea if he's if he's that knowledgeable about the history. Whoever came up with it, it's brilliant, and we love it. I'm so glad to hear that, and. Like I said, I'm so excited to go to Darlington. That track is 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 so challenging, but it's so fun. And we finished uh, sixth and eighth last year. We we definitely will bring a a good car with Spartan Waste and Fox Sports Spartanburg on it. And I'm looking forward to it. I want to win that dang thing for everybody. Well, don't be surprised if you don't see about all of us there. Uh, there there's some <laughs> things know, in the work, but that. we're uh, we got a pretty good invitation to come down there from Kerry Tharp, and uh, we're, we're working on some, some big stuff. And one thing about so it, excited. Jeremy, you, you're going to see a lot of Moors and Moore cousins and Moors uh, <laughs> third cousins and aunts and uncles. Uh, you're going to have a I lot of people pulling for you. <laughs> so we that's appreciate cool. it. that'd be a that'd be fun man that's that's what it's all about you know we we all live in Spartanburg and and we got a lot of history here and we're trying to keep it keep it going and we're going to i can tell you that right now that's uh we do local i mean we do uh up-to-date things and uh and uh, the results and things but uh, we're a history station I, I i love it so much jeremy thanks for coming on we kept you a little longer than we planned but uh i could talk to you for the rest of the till noon for the rest of the show so uh appreciate you coming on and best of luck to you buddy we're, we're pulling for you nobody's pulling harder than we are that means a lot guys thank you so much happy easter to everyone happy easter you to you a, a great weekend all right thank you so much 
And that's a, Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East yeah. on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway, the drive through is open. Welcome back to Start Your Engines and uh, had a little technical difficulty there. I'm not sure what happened, but anyway, we've got with us uh, Deb Williams. Good morning, Deb. Good morning. How are you? Well, I was doing fine till uh, something happened there and we sort of, sort of, after Jeremy Clements, uh, I must have hit something wrong and messed us up a little bit. But anyway, hope you're doing well this morning. I am. I'm uh, just about ready to head to the racetrack. Well, that's what I was going to ask you about. You're uh, um, having some uh, local races for you around here with Martinsville and Richmond. Of course, you didn't get to go to Richmond and Bristol. So uh, we uh, appreciate you coming on, and uh, and it's great having you actually going to the races. Are you going to Darlington? Yes, I'll okay. be in Darlington. Okay. Well, we uh, we uh, we were just talking to Jeremy Clements about his uh, Budmore paint scheme, and we're looking forward to that. But uh, so, uh, That'll be nice. Which one? Well, it's the 40th anniversary of when uh, Dale Earnhardt won the uh, the RCR Chemicals Rebel 500 in, uh, in 1982. Uh-huh. And he's got... I didn't send you a picture of that paint job. I don't think so. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll have to do that. I'm sorry if I didn't. Uh, That's okay. <laughs> uh, so, last week we... Uh, had uh were you up you were up at martinsville and uh give us some impressions of what you saw and and uh, another win for hendrick yes it was and uh it was freezing cold you know no one of course could have forecast that and unfortunately the cold weather also is what really adversely affected the race because the tires were cold and they didn't lay down rubber and you didn't have a lot of the um, <clears throat> contact and, and beating and banging that I think a lot of people expected and were looking for. And, you know, they've already started looking at what they can do. And um, the fact that the drivers were shifting, too, they were downshifting, going into the turn and then upshifting, coming out of the turn. So I think that created an issue as well. So... They're all looking at uh, and talking to see 
how they can resolve the issues they had at uh, Martinsville last week. Yeah, well, I think they got the beating and banging out of the way the night before. Yeah, yeah the Xfinity race, you know, that was um, really bad. The NASCAR official that went in there to try to break them up got hurt. Well, I mean, and, is he hurt uh, badly? I heard about that, but I didn't, I mean, did he? he uh, NASCAR can't say officially what his injuries are because of HIPAA laws. Yeah. Uh, but I was told he'll be out of work for a long time. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that serious. Yeah. The rumors, and again, I, I quantify rumors around the track. One is that he broke his tibia in two places, and the mm. other rumor is he broke his leg in three places. So um, I think we're probably safe in saying he's got a broken leg. Oh, man. Well, that's too bad. And I... Well, you know, I saw the fine that they levied against Ty Gibbs, which was, you know, pocket change, really, $15,000. But it didn't seem to have anything to do with the fight. It had to do with uh, contact in the car after the race. Right, particularly on pit road because, you know, he <clears throat> hit, him on, uh, hit um, Sam Mayer on pit road with the car. And, of course, when he did that, that's when crew members and media people and all are already heading out on Spit Road. And so you could, it could have even been worse there than, than what did happen, you know. But the um, rivalry or the feud or whatever you want to call it, between Ty Gibbs and Sam Mayer actually goes back to the ARCA. Right, yeah. So but... they... Um, they haven't quite seen eye to eye since the ARCA. But, you know, what most everybody is pointing out is with Ty's aggressiveness. And, and Ty's a good driver. He's got a lot of talent. But if he's going to drive aggressively and move people out of the way like he did John Hunter Nemechek the week before, then he's got to be able to take it. If you're going to dish it out, you got to be able to take Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You know, that's the big thing. It's like Logano says. He knows when he moves somebody out of the way, he knows it's coming back on him. And so does Ross Chastain. Um, you know, I'm sure that's what Ross Chastain meant when he made the comment that Amandinger owed him one. Yeah. So you've just, you know, it's like um, Buddy Parrott told Jeff Burton years ago when he was driving for Roush and um, – Buddy Parrott told Jeff, he says, you're going to get raced the way you race people. So if you hit on people, they're going to hit on you. Well, you know? so no, go ahead. It's a bad situation. Yeah, it is. And I, I, like I say, sometimes the, sometimes it seems like the punishment is, doesn't fit the crime. It, and I, I feel the same way this time. It's just my opinion. But I, I, think, it, I think it should have been more than $15,000. So. That's just well, me. I personally think I personally think he should be made to pay the NASCAR officials' medical and rehab bills. Absolutely. And listen, with the the way that they had the log jam in that uh, Xfinity race, where everybody was involved, was there any uh -huh. talk then before the Cup race of how to avoid something like that? Yeah, you know, I don't know because you know they don't have driver meetings like they used to. Um, what they do now, because the Zoom conference driver meetings worked so well during the pandemic, 
that's what they do for the driver's meetings now is uh, they have them via electronic Zoom conferences. They don't have them physically at the track on the morning of the race anymore. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Well. They decided everybody liked it that way, competitors liked it that way, and also it's listed on the schedule when they're going to be and what day they're going to be, and that's the way they have them now. Well, um, Deb, I can't remember. Did you did you go to Bristol last year? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. That was the, like the the Great Flood. <laughs> yeah. Well, it definitely was that. Yeah. Hopefully, you won't have that problem. Let's. Uh, I've went over the uh, the point standings a little bit earlier. I'll do it again, and I'm talking about our point standings. And uh, <laughs> uh, you, uh, I don't know if I can pull it up here. I had it a minute ago, but uh, Allen's leading. And he's got 14 points, and I'm sort of struggling here. Here it is. Uh, Lanny's second with nine. I've got nine. You've got seven, Deb. Greg's got three. Ronnie's got three, and Jada's got three. So uh looks like those Hendricks cars are red hot. You can go ahead and pick one. I'll let you go first. Well, I'm actually going with Tyler Reddick this week. Wow. Well, he's going to win one, one of these days. That's uh, that's a pretty, pretty safe pick. Uh Ronnie, well, what do you think? we had... Oh, go, go ahead. Now, I was just going to say, yesterday during practice, the biggest thing that the drivers were complaining about was the dust. And um, But they worked in three lanes. Now, we did have rain here uh, real early this morning, hard rain. So that should help solve a lot of the dust problems they were talking about. But they said the track is smooth. This next-gen car actually works better on the track than last year's car did. The tires are much better. They give them more grip coming uh, than they, this last year's tires did. So the car is performing well. The dust was the main thing they had a uh, complaint about. But by the end of the final practice last night, they said it wasn't as bad once the sun went down. And they had three distinct lanes, and um, Kyle Larson and um, Christopher Bell were up running the very top. But Ryan Blaney said, I'm not going up there. He said, I'm not that good. He said, I'll be driving in the middle of the track. But um, the, the top lane, the problem that Eric Amarola and Ross Chastain both pointed out was that they have painted the wall black. And so if you get up and you try to take that top cushion, you really can't see the wall and how close you are. Ron Blaney said they were to paint it either white or neon or Easter egg colors. But, um, <laughs> well, it's going to be Easter egg what, colors by the time this is over with. Yeah. Well, what's happening, though, is I uh, believe it was Blaney made the comment that the rear, right rear quarter panel gets into the wall before the tire does and what's happening is when that's happening it's breaking the toe link mm. back there so that's the the issue they're having but i think the qualifying races will be very interesting today oh those are going to be races again i forgot about that yeah so that we've got four qualifying races this afternoon for the cup series we've got four qualifying races for the truck series and then the truck races tonight okay well good i, I remember now that they did have qualifying races uh Ronnie, did you make a pick? Not yet, but I think I'm going to go with Christopher Bell 
and see if he can do it from the high side. Okay, good. Uh, who you got there, Greg? There's many good ones out there, you know, and they go from the front and come back. I'm just, I'm going to go with Wood Brothers. That would be uh, Harrison. Harrison. Yeah, Harrison. Harrison you know, they, they, they do in the woods. I, I, I like the woods. Okay, Ronnie, I mean. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Perry. Well, just put the nine down and pick one. <laughs> <laughs> I've got you all the way across. We're all season long. No, anybody, anybody can pick him. I, I just, if y'all leave him open, I'll take him, and I don't uh, make sure I don't go first. Well, uh, Lightning hadn't texted in yet, so uh, I think I'm going to go with a five car. I'm going to go with a hot shoe. Well, you know, he didn't have such a hot time at uh bristol last year if i remember correctly and everybody was thinking well he's a dirt man and he runs it every week on these local tracks and seems like he just didn't do all that great last year but uh you got him well uh i guess jada's gonna take the 11 yeah she's like you straight across 11 <laughs> car you straight across nine <laughs> okay and uh uh lanny i got an idea who he might take but lanny texted into me anyway and we'll uh um we'll record it for you so Deb, what what else you got? You got about three minutes to uh, two minutes to tell us what else you've uh, got in store. Well, follow me on Deb Williams seventy two on Twitter today. We've got an announcement at Bristol today coming on North Wilkesboro Speedway. Oh wow! We've got uh, another announcement that NASA SMI is making that announcement. NASCAR's making an announcement this afternoon. Uh, I think it has something to do in Canada. So wow. um, all that will be coming out in, in addition to the qualifying races and also it'll be a busy day on my Twitter account on that, Deb Williams 72. Well, that sounds great, Deb, and I can't wait to hear what all this stuff is. We may have an announcement ourselves in a week or so. So uh, anyway. Well, that sounds great. We appreciate you coming on, and uh, stay safe up there, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Everybody have a great Easter. Happy Easter to you, Deb. Thank you, Deb. That's Deb Williams, who, uh, who, who is she, Ronnie? She's the smartest woman I know. Smartest woman I know, too. Um, I'm not sure we're going to have a – I, I don't like to talk about technical things here, but whatever I've done, I'm not sure the top of the hour is going to fire off. So we may do the rest of the show commercial-free. I don't know. I, don't, I know they don't like it that way. We may, I may owe some money to these sponsors, <laughs> but uh, – but isn't live radio fun? Well, I started the commercial a little prematurely, uh, but it should have played anyway. I mean, it stopped right in the middle of it. So, and I don't see a countdown to uh, what's uh, what's going to uh, happen at eleven o'clock. So I guess we'll find out together. If not, we'll call Buzz and talk to him. Uh, Alan, he uh, uh, Lanny will take Logano. Okay. Okay. And uh, I'd have thought Blaney, but he's. Sticks with Penske, nonetheless. And uh, while I'm talking about Lanny, special shout-out to him as we do each week. He maintains the our Facebook page and the Budmore Engineering website and backs us up. And I wish he could come in here right now and tell me what what to do next because I, I really did. I think I – I don't know. We were talking to uh, Jeremy, and I – and I started the commercial break a little early. I didn't. I didn't do it right. But anyway, that's all I did, and it should have played all the way through. I didn't touch anything after that. So, uh, some reason or another, I don't think. Uh, I don't think it's going to play when we uh, when we get to the top of the hour. We'll find out in 
50 seconds. So, uh, Greg, you might, uh, you might have to sing or dance or something here. We gonna have, we may have a lot of extra time. Well, we might, we might, and that's okay. <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> it's I mean, I'm just, I, these, I love this place to people, all the sponsors and y'all, my friends and, and Deb, everybody's just a lot of fun to do this. And I'm thinking about a point we're going to make to put something in our belly here later on. And, uh, anyway, I just love being here. Like good weather. Great day. Well, I think Tyler or Ryan or somebody's on the show. The Blue Hose play here. Listen to Presbyterian College Athletics. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSBG Spartanburg. We are Fox Sports. And here's what you need to know. The NBA play-in tournament wrapped up on Friday night and saw the New Orleans Pelicans rally from a 13-point fourth-quarter deficit to win on the road over the Los Angeles Clippers, 105-101. to Brandon Ingram scored 30. Clippers star Paul George did not play because of health and safety protocols. New Orleans gets the eight seed in the West. They'll play at one seed Phoenix on Sunday. Earlier Friday night, Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks scored 38 in their 107-101 triumph at Cleveland. Young scored 30 points in the second half. 15 in the fourth quarter. Atlanta gets the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. They will play at one seed Miami on Sunday. The playoffs tip off today at 1 p.m. Eastern as the Utah Jazz visit the Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic officially listed as doubtful with a strained left calf. I'm Isaac Lohenkron. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey, this is Ryan Cleary. Join Anthony Greer, Alex Smith, and myself weekday afternoons for Open Mic, Spartanburg's longest-running radio show. Whether it's high school athletics, Carolina or Clemson, USC Upstate, the Braves, we've got opinions and we want to hear from you. Open Mic, 3 until 6 p.m. on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, and, of course, the Fox Sports 1400 app. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. 
attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit the carolinalawgroup.com. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than hey, Plante? Call it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. The Hub City Farmers Market is back. They will be open from 11 to 2 on March 19th for their final winter market, and then they'll be open every Saturday from 8 to noon beginning April 2nd. The Hub City Farmers Market features the freshest local produce, meat and dairy products, as well as artisan crafts and bath and body products from local vendors. Every Saturday will feature live music as well as activities for the kids. Remember to shop local with the Hub City Farmers Market, presented by Spartanburg Regional, located at 498 Howard Street, Open every Saturday beginning April 2nd. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now... Here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines. And it's my pleasure to welcome aboard a real NASCAR historian. I get billed as one, but this guy has done it and lived it for a long time. And we're so proud to have Buzz McKim on this morning. Good morning, Buzz. Well, thank you, Barry. I really do appreciate that. That, that. Coming from a fellow historian, that really means a lot. Well, I mean, I uh, I couldn't carry your your uh, valise, so uh, you're uh, <laughs> you're uh, a real treasure, and I we appreciate everything you do for the sport. And and you just have a you know the the guy just said from Fox uh, from the Spartanburg the Fox Studios in Spartanburg, but man, your radio show is really from a historic location. Yeah, it really is. Every Friday at noontime, we have what we call the uh, Legends of Racing radio show. It's a you know radio podcast kind of thing. You can find it on Facebook or um, uh, YouTube. But it's it's from the North Turn Restaurant, which is at the North Turn of the old beach course in Daytona. And uh, it's a place where the drivers would get paid off after the race and all that. You know, and you, you can see it in photos of the old beach course. Yeah. You'll see a building right there off the North Turn. But... Uh, the place is really kind of a uh, more of a museum than a restaurant. Really, it, it's just an amazing place. It really is, and I uh, appreciate uh, appreciate you having me on a couple of weeks ago. And uh, 
we i don't know if we had you on last year or not i don't think we did and if we didn't shame on us because uh you're a uh, you're a good friend and a and a, a fountain of knowledge let me uh let me touch on something here um and we haven't talked too much about it that came out a couple of weeks ago i guess the nominees for the 2023 nascar hall of fame and um no. You got, the course, the modern era ballot, and I won't read all of them, and the pioneer ballot, uh, which actually has Sam Ard, A.J. Foyt, Banjo Matthews, Herschel McGriff, and Ralph Moody. Uh, but looking at the overall nominees here, what, what stands out to you? They're all great. Yeah, well, I think it's interesting with Foyt. Uh, you know, he, he didn't run that much NASCAR, but he did win seven races, five of them with the Wood Brothers, and he won major races, Daytona 500. NASCAR's 1,000th race, which was at um, Ontario back in the day. Oh, I didn't and, know that. Uh, yes, and he won back-to-back Firecracker 400s at Daytona. And um, he, he's, um, you know, he, I mean, hey, you don't get any bigger than Foyt. I thought that was interesting. I didn't know if he was going to be uh, uh, eligible number-wise, but evidently the uh, the nominating committee felt he was, so that's good for him. Uh, another one, too, uh, that uh, I, I'm hoping that he's going to get in is Herschel McGriff. He represents the West Coast, which is a little underrepresented right now with the Hall of Fame. And he's also 95 years old. Yes. And this guy won uh, uh, you know, the Mexican road race in 1950. And you talk about living history. Uh, that, that I think he'd be fantastic. I, I'd love to see him get in. And, you know, there'll be time for the Foyts and the Banjos. And now Banjo is way, way, way up on my list, too. I think that's wonderful. He was just elected to the uh, Motorsports Hall of Fame of America here in Daytona. And uh, Jody, his son, came down and did the induction and all that, and that was really neat. But uh, Banjo definitely deserves to be in there. Well, you you make great points, and uh, but you look at the other two you didn't name, Sam Ard. I mean, he deserves mm-hmm. as much as anybody, and, and as does Ralph Moody, who came from uh, New England down south, and uh, I think he had to fight the the Yankee prejudice a little bit, but. You know, part of Hallman Moody and, and was a great driver. In fact, he won here at the Spartanburg Fairgrounds in 1956. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, though, Ralph, and he was a great guy, too. I, I was fortunate to work with him years ago when he was doing that 100-mile-per-gallon car. I don't know if you remember that, but that was I do. News, uh, about 30 years ago, somewhere around there. And then Sam Ard, I mean, he's one of the greatest natural drivers ever, first back-to-back Bush Series champion, and uh, his career was cut way too short. And there's no telling how far he could have gone had he uh, stayed healthy. That was an accident he had at Rockingham, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was the last race of the season, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Yeah, I remember that. Um, it, remember, it uh, seems like a couple of years ago, I, re- I read this in the uh, the paper or something, where Herschel McGriff, like at some race out in California or on the West Coast someplace, might have even been Arizona at Phoenix, he played the bugle or trumpet or something. <laughs> he played the yeah, national anthem before the race. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, in fact, uh, uh, they, they had that trumpet on display in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. He played the trumpet in high school. And uh, I forget which race it was. It was one just the, the last year or two. Yeah, it wasn't long ago. Yeah, and I thought that was pretty pretty darn cool. Yeah, it, it is. And uh, he also raced at the fairgrounds here in Spartanburg and uh, – Cause he was uh, he was a regular. He was in the first Southern Five Hundred. It's it's amazing. They really, you know, I think of all of them you mentioned, and and I've got a a child, and and I don't know how many pets I've named after AJ Foyt, but I believe I'd rather <laughs> see Herschel McGriff get in more than anybody. 
<laughs> and I remember seeing a picture of you and AJ when you were just a young whippersnapper. Well, that's true. I was. Uh, you talked about him winning back-to-back firecracker four uh, hundreds. I was at the second one, uh, staying at the Castaway Motel with uh, the ABC uh, Wide World of Sports crew and Bud Moore and all of his people, and a, a lot of people were there, including AJ Foyt. And he had a guy that went around and photographed every single thing he did. Who's become a um, who is. I think a pretty famous author and actually a videographer is, and that was Dick Wallen. Oh, no kidding. Wow. He was oh. everywhere AJ went. Uh-huh. Holy cow. Yeah. Dick Wallen, he's done some beautiful books. Yep. And, uh, he, he's really done a great job on preserving, you know, mostly open wheel history, but, uh, he, he's a tremendous, tremendous person. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm big on open wheel history as well. Well, it's mm-hmm. a great way to uh, discuss history, looking at the modern era ballot. I mean, you've got uh, quite a few on there. Uh, I, I think they take three from this list, right? You've got Neil Bonnet on there and Harry Hyde. Uh, I mean, a lot of great names. Ricky Rudd, who's a great friend of the show. Harry yeah. Gant, who comes on every year. Uh, Jeff Burton. I mean, I'm not going to name them all, but that's a, that's another tough choice there. And the fans yeah. can participate in this, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they, they're uh, welcome. You know, they'll, they'll be opening up the polls. <clears throat> where you can uh, go ahead and vote for your favorite, and you know whichever driver gets the most fan votes gets gets an additional vote, you know, along with the uh, the voting committee, and uh, that has actually that fan vote has swayed uh, a couple of uh, inductees over the years. Yeah, I don't mean to put you on the spot, and maybe it wouldn't be politically <laughs> correct uh, for you to say, but you have a a favorite three out of that that pack. Yeah, let me see here. I, I'm going to have to go with Herschel, you know, from the, the uh, in my heartstrings pulled for him. And he's such a decent fella, and he's been so good to the sport. And uh, yeah, his West Coast uh, record is remarkable. I yes. think people need to know more about what he did on the West Coast. And uh, uh, let me see. Uh, who else we got there? I think, um, uh, golly, I'm kind of drawing a blank right now. Well, you got you got Neil Bonnet. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Harry Hyde, Tim Brewer, Jeff Burton, yep. Carl Edwards, Harry Gant. Um, I don't really know much about Larry Phillips at all. Yeah, he's Ma- the big uh, Midwest guy. Matt Kenseth and Kirk Shelmerdine. Yeah, okay. Well, I think I'm going to go with Neil Bonnet. Got to go with Neil. Yep. I'm standing here, sitting here, looking at a picture of Neil Bonnet with an orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife's cousin and her husband had chimps. And orangutans, and they used to do circus, and they did a fishing show with a guy named Tom Mann, and Neil was the guest star, and the orangutan was the second guest star, so <laughs> Neil was shaking hands with the orangutan. Yeah, so I'll have to go with Neil. And, uh, well, at least he got top billing over the orangutan. Yeah, he did. He certainly did, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, probably Harry Hyde. Harry Hyde is one of those guys like Smokey or Ray Fox who – uh, you know, he, he was kind of a country boy from Kentucky, and uh, he, he just knew how to make cars run good. He knew how to make engines really, really scream, and uh, one of those great natural, natural talents. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I, I'm going to name your third one for you, and I, I would I would like to see Harry Gant go in or, or Ricky Rudd. What does, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what does Carl Edwards do these days? I mean, is he just, uh, you know, uh, Greg Biffle from that Roush uh, – team has come back and is racing a good bit now these days especially for that startup number 44 uh that uh minority team uh but whatever happened to carl edwards i mean he just 
backflipped his way out of the scene. <laughs> well, somebody told me a while back that he was actually uh, uh, teaching school. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I heard. And uh, he, he, boy, when he he quit, he quit. He just walked away, and uh, you know, just into the into the sunset. Wow. Well, uh, and I've drawn a blank here, but I'm gonna count on you to pull me out of it. Another guy that I think went to teach school was uh, who's the guy that won Indianapolis that year for Penske? Sam. Uh, oh, uh, Tom Sneva. No, that's not who I was thinking of. Uh, Oh, really? Sam. Uh, he was a uh, high school. Uh, oh, well, Sam, Sam Hornish. Sam Hornish, exactly. There you go. Last I heard, he was teaching school someplace. Huh, I'll be doing it. It's like Larry Pearson when he was teaching driver's ed to high school kids. Yeah, and he I taught my son to drive, and uh, first thing Jake did was get two tickets. <laughs> that's the truth. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, uh, another thing that I don't know how many people know about. Uh, about Buzz, but you're a heck of a painter, and I heard you talking about when I was on your show and I was on hold. You were talking about a painting uh, that you finished up a painting uh, that somebody else has started, or uh, and I know you've done many of your own. But uh, tell us about your painting and, and what is it that I overheard a little bit of there? Yeah, it's a painting that uh, that I had done a number of years ago. It was Junior Johnson in Ray Fox's '63 Chevy, and uh, Ray built three of those Chevys: two for for Speedway. And one for dirt, and he left the dirt car up at Junior's in North Carolina, and Junior would run it whenever he got a chance. So I did a painting of the car, and it's all beat up and banged up and full of dirt and everything. And I painted it, and I let it set for probably ten years. Wow! And a, a good friend of mine here in Daytona, a guy named Olin Hopes, he worked on that car. So I went ahead one day and just pulled it down and finished it up and gave it to him. And uh, since he had worked on it, and then he was kind enough to loan it to me so I could bring it into the to the show and show it off a little bit. So I was pretty happy about it. Nobody had ever seen that painting before. So I don't think I've seen it, but I'd love to. Oh, good. I'll have to get a picture of it and send it up to you. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, I saw that dirt car. It sat on the pole at the fairgrounds, too, in 1963. Didn't last but about 30 laps. I remember it looked like a mosquito fogger when it blew up, but uh, <laughs> it was flying while it was out there. <laughs> That's funny. That was the mystery engine car, right? Yes, it was. It sure was. And I'll tell you, I would have given anything to see a race at the old fairgrounds. That must have been a fantastic place to go race. We had 22 races between 1953 and 1966 when Elmo Langley got his first win. Oh, and, uh, yep, yeah, Neil Castles was right behind him. It, it was, uh, it was a great place to grow up and go see. Uh, I mean, it was, it was so huge to me that when the, all the races up there, because they had a lot of sportsman races where you had Ralph Earnhardt and, and uh, Don Bumgardner and all these great names from the past running uh, at the fairgrounds. But, boy, when the, the Grand National cars came there, it was something else. Heck, there was one race there. I think it was in 1959 or 60. From Spartanburg alone, we had Buck Baker, Joe Weatherly. I mean, the cars. Uh, uh, yep. David Pearson was there with a 59 Chevrolet. Uh, Cotton Owens had a 60 Pontiac. Jack Smith had his 61 Pontiac. And all the Rex White, all these were Spartanburg cars. Elmo Henderson. Oh, my God. I mean, it was like 22 cars, and I think uh, 12 of them were from right here in Spartanburg. It was it was a hell of, heck of a time to be a race fan, especially <laughs> if you were eight years old. Oh, man, I guess. But, you know, it always kind of bothers me that Spartanburg doesn't get its due for being the real center of racing back in those days. Yeah. Uh, uh, you even surpassed Charlotte, for that matter. I, I've always admired Spartanburg for its history. Yeah, well, and I, well, I, 
since you said that and Spartanburg's history, you know, can you believe it's been 10 years ago? It was 2012 when I did that uh, uh, history of racing in Spartanburg County at the Chapman Cultural Center. And, of course, you were kind enough to come from out of town and um, – and and make a the opening speech that night and that was that was oh. wonderful of you you remember that oh man i remember like it was yesterday that was a wonderful time and i was so tickled to be a part of it it, it really really was neat you know and uh you know the clemens were there and uh, yep. and bill rossi was there rex white was there yeah rex white was there my my uh granddaughter got her picture taken with rex she fell in love with rex that day and she's still in love with him <laughs> well you said he fell in, she felt i'm getting jealous now you said she fell in love with my, with my son who was pushing rex around in the wheelchair oh yeah oh <laughs> I thought that jake was dreaming she just thought he was wonderful well he still is but uh no that was that was a great thing and you know we started out just to get a few artifacts to fill up like one little corner or a, a nice size corner but we ended up taking over the whole second floor of that place i mean we had so much stuff and and um it was just great to have you come and kick it off. And I, I really didn't know you that well. I think that's when we really cemented our friendship because I met you over at um, Raymond, Fo- uh, Raymond Fox, Raymond Park's birthday party over oh, at JB right. Days. And that's where I asked you if you do that. And you did it. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. that was a, a heck of a thing. Well, what does, uh, what's Buzz got going on now? And we'll, uh, we'll close it out. Well, I'll tell you what. There's a, a group that's getting together and they want to do a, a special uh, kind of a, a ceremonial memorial sort of thing to uh, Smokey Eunuch on the site of his last shop. And uh, I've been chosen to do the painting of oh, Smokey great. that they're going to use to etch into the into the monument. So I'm pretty tickled about that. So I'm getting ready to get started on that. And it'll be a picture of Smokey and then six of his most famous cars. So that'll keep me out of trouble for a while, I suppose. Well, is that going to include the sidecar? The pod oh, car, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's just unbelievable. And and, and Bobby John should have won some sort of award for driving it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. They supposedly the the Rathman brothers had spooked him. Really, yes. Bad. You know, they, they, yep. they said, "Are you going to actually drive that thing?" You know, and then Dick Rathman would walk by and do the sign of the cross as he walked <laughs> by the car, and all that. <laughs> they really kind of gaslighted them you know and i won't even get into and i we've had uh several discussions on this show about how Smokey eunuch's not in the hall of fame and uh, he doesn't even get nominated and I, I i think that's the one flaw in the hall of fame but uh you know maybe someday but maybe someday he'll get in and pete rose will get in and they'll let bygones yeah. be bygones boy and then the world would be complete wouldn't it yeah, yeah. well oh and I, I don't know if you've heard but at three o'clock, there's going to be some kind of announcement uh, at North Wilkesboro. Well, Deb Williams was just telling us about that. We had her on right yeah. before you, and uh, mm-hmm. she said, uh, "Yeah, that there was going to be a, an announcement, which I can only imagine they're going to run a race there or something. I don't know, mm-hmm. but uh, um, yeah, I'll be looking out for that." Uh, Buzz, tell us how uh, our listeners can hear your show on Fridays. Sure. Yeah, thank you. It's the Legends of Racing Radio Show, and it's every Friday from twelve to one Eastern. And uh, you can catch us on uh, Facebook. That's probably the easiest way to do it. Or uh, you can get the, um, uh, the the past episodes on YouTube. But uh, Facebook is about the best way to do it. It's just Legends of Racing Radio Show. We would be thrilled if you'd sign in and check us out. And We have a good time every week. And uh, I'm just uh, very, very fortunate I'm able to do that. And I thank you so much for uh, being part of our show a couple weeks ago there, Perry. That was really, really neat. Thank you. Let me, uh, one more question. Is that you are doing that in front of a live audience? 
Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hear people clapping, but they have live audience machines, you know, but that's, uh, that's <laughs> great the way you do that. Yeah, yeah, it works out real good. And we have a decibel meter, too. We don't start the show until the the, uh, the crowd can do at least 110 decibels on the decibel meter. You know? <laughs> well, I guess the bar's open early for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Buzz, thank you so much for coming on. You're a great guy, and we love having you, and we'll keep up with you. And good luck with the with the uh, Smoky Unique Project, and uh, just thanks for being our friend. Oh, I do appreciate that, Perry. You mean the world to us, and uh, anything you ever need, just let us know, okay? Okay, thank you very much. That's Buzz McKim from uh, Daytona, Florida, where uh, he does – I mean, that's a great restaurant, too. I mean, I'm – my mouth's watering right now for some uh, – <laughs> the captain's platter or something down there. They got some They got some seafood right there on the beach, on the water. So – Let's take a break and I come back and hopefully go the rest of the way with Alan and the local results. And, uh, and I'll try to add some results myself. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Big selection. All great. Better deals. Come and get it at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for 45 or even the first 90 days at Impex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyers program. Hurry on over to Impex Pre-Owned. 8989 Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving no matter what. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. There's something special happening year-round in the city of Spartanburg, including a variety of seasonal events and festivals. Downtown Spartanburg offers several great options for retail shopping, as well as a great selection of restaurants and bars where you can have the fish and chips at Delaney's Irish Pub, you can try something off the new menu at RJ Rockers, or even catch a game with friends at Main Street Pub. If you're looking for something family-friendly, check out the Music Trail or the Sparkle City Mini Putt, which is always free to play. For more information on upcoming events, check out the city's Facebook page. The City of Spartanburg, always doing. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time, every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. 
Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. And, uh, Alan, what's happening locally? All right. We're going to start off up here at Carolina Speedway. They're having a big three-day deal up there. They done got two nights of it completed. Started off with Thursday night practice, but this is called the big Mid-East Mania race. This is being promoted by a guy we had on the show here about two years ago, the Josh Helms boy. Oh, yeah. You know, he said he's wanting to get into more of promoting yep. and stuff like that. He sure well, did. He's, uh, he's starting to come around and doing it now and uh actually went to carolina speedway made them a deal he's actually leased that racetrack out the whole weekend and uh having a big deal up there uh like i said they're having three nights of racing so uh we're going to give you results from friday night started off with pure stock division first place went to grayson sutton second went to kobe waits third went to justin wyatt in the mid-east modified division first place went to stephan medulla uh, second went to Austin Holcomb. Third went to Trey Stampler. Mid-East Pro 4 Division. First place went to Casey Towell. Second went to Dylan Warden. And third went to Cody Barber. And the 602 Late Models. First place went to Justin Mintz. Second went to Daniel <clears throat> Parker. Third went to Brian Mullis. And on hand for tonight up there, they're going to have the Street Stock Division up there, the Thunder Bombers, the 604 Late Models, the front-wheel drive division, and the mini late models. The mini late models is a downsized scale of the super late models up there and actually got a motorcycle motor in them, kind of like hmm. your Legends cars up there yeah. at, at Charlotte and stuff. Uh, so I uh, hope they have a lot of good racing up there at Carolina Speedway tonight. Also, we got Travers Rest Speedway. You know, last weekend they had the two-wheel Yes. Motorcycles over there. How'd that so, work out? I don't know. I didn't keep up with it that much, but uh, last night they had the four-wheel t- cars back, and uh, we're going to start off with the Extreme 4 Division. First place went to Scott Hendricks. Second went to Josh Cody. Third went to Kyle Worley. And the Crate Sportsman Division. First place went to Tanner Fortune. Second went to Timmy Smith. Third went to Chris Jackson. 602 late models. First place went to Devin Morgan. Second went to Jake Jackson. Third went to Alex Vance. Thunder Bombers Division. First place went to Rod Tucker. Second went to Kyle Goss. And third went to Tyler Goss. In the Rookies Division. First place went to J.J. Coggins. Second went to Dale Bennett. Third went to Nick Mars. In the Pure Stock Division. First place went to T.J. Penfield. Second went to Jason McGrew. And third went to Bradley Williams. In the Renegade Division, first place went to Blake Bentley. Second went to Wally Fowler. Wally Fowler. Yep. Uh, Blake Bentley steadily coming up through there now. He uh, turned some good times over there from what I've seen. Actually got about two-tenths of a second off of Wally Fowler's face this time. So wow. uh, Blake's uh, been working on that race car. Sounds so. like it. Third went to Scott Cannon. 
in uh, Thunder Bomber Division. Thunder Bomber Futures. First place went to Tyler Abernathy. Second went to Cody Jones. And third went to Vance Lane. Uh, Cherokee Speedway. Uh, they was postponed last week due to weather. This week they had on the schedule that they was going to be off. So uh, next race at Cherokee Speedway is going to be April 23rd. On April 23rd, they're going to have the 602 late models there, along with the Super Sportsman, Street Stock, Thunder Bombers, Pro 4, Extreme 4, Pure Stock Division, and Young Gun V8 to be announced. And uh, if you want to see some local racing, you can go up here. If you don't go up to Carolina Speedway, you can go up to Harris Speedway. Harris is having the MMSA division up there. That is the four-cylinder that's the Monster Mini Stock Association. Going to pay $1,500 to win it. Harris Speedway. Also on hand is going to be your 602 late models. Great Sportsman Division. Thunder Bombers. Pure Stock. Stock Front Wheel Drive. Thunder Bomber Futures. And Renegade. Uh, stands is going to be opening up up there at 4 o'clock. Driver's meeting is going to be at 630. Uh, Pits is $30 to get in. Grandstands is $10. And uh, the deal with the grandstands being $10 to get in, uh, I hear that next week there's going to be an announcement that a couple of more racetracks are going to have to get down there to $10. So uh, hmm. like seeing that up there. Where's Mr. Wilson going to be? Mr. Wilson, uh, he's going to be traveling to Carolina Speedway. Uh, I see where uh, John Ruggiero, he had his 602 late model up at Carolina Speedway right. last night, but uh, something went wrong with it and uh, didn't finish in the top five mm. nothing like yet, but uh, they will probably show back up there with a 604 this evening. So uh, that's where Mr. Wilson's going to be if he ain't sitting on the fishing lake with me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's pretty much it, except for our super late models. Super late models, uh, got a few people around here that kind of keep up with our super late models. The Super Late Malls was it with Virginia last night. Uh, one good race up there. Uh, Brandon Overton, he passed John from Davenport going down the back straightaway on the last lap to make a win. Exciting. Oh, yes. Very exciting in the Super Late Malls. All right. Is that it? Uh, that's pretty much all it is. Well, uh, I like the prices on it. So. You know what I'm saying? That They're coming down on the price, but. Yeah, they gonna have to. Uh, don't get me wrong, gas prices going up and everything else is going up. So uh, it's making it kind of hard on people to go spend, you know, sixty and seventy dollars to yeah. take your family to a racetrack and watch it on weekend whenever you haven't paid for your groceries and your gas to get over there. And so uh, speedways around here kind of lowering the admission to get people in there. You know the uh, uh, according to CBS on the news last, I think it was last night or the night before. Gas prices are at historically high levels, but it came down nationally twenty four cents last week. So maybe it's maybe it's getting better. I don't know. Well, it can't go up two dollars and then come down twenty four cents. <laughs> well, I mean that's uh, don't don't go there. <laughs> well, you, you got to start somewhere. What you what you say there, Greg? Well, what I was thinking uh, along along what Alan was thinking. I remember gas wars and stuff. I had in Boulder Spring. You could get it one time. I think. Well, heck, I think Larry Pearson one time worked up there when he was a kid to get it for 27 cents a gallon. I bought gas at a spur station in Inman uh, for 17 cents one time. That's my record. That's, that, 
I think that was about along the same time, but yeah. it all affects everything. And that's good that the racetracks are looking out and taking that in consideration. I mean, uh, gas, gas prices mean a bunch. Yeah. I worked for Larry Pearson at the hood station on Nashville highway and, uh, the hood station and Hess station. It used to be down there beside the Shoney's at Pine street. Yeah. 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 They got in the gas war and gas at the Hess station got down to 14 cent a gallon. Good grief. I, and, did, I never saw it that low. And, uh, but it was automatically whenever we got into that gas war is automatically Phillips, even though Phillips back in was $2. Mm, golly. <laughs> Can't even get a gallon for $2 now. Oh, half a gallon. Yeah. Um, Alan, you got about five minutes left. What was well, that? Pic- like, what was that picture you showed me out in the lobby? Well, uh, you know, I kind of had a little rough, uh, last couple of weeks yeah. at the house and stuff. And, uh, it become a Thursday night. I kind of got my, throw my stuff in the truck and, uh, it was a last-minute deal of running over to the carpet lake and uh, skeeters. Over, yep, running over to skeeters right uh-huh. by. It's just uh, one of the closest carpet lakes to my house, and uh, sat over there on that evening. And like I said, uh, it was a a one-week deal of things that had happened, and sitting there by the carpet lake and looking up at the sky, and everything's awful pretty, and everything pretty, and all of a sudden. I don't know. You know, you sit there and wonder why come things happen, but uh, something happened. Something sent me a message, and it sent me a thirty-three pound carp. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and the picture of that thing is unbelievable. I didn't, and so you you went up in class as far as uh, yeah the because you won last what you won March with a uh, I with won a March, twenty-three. I won March with a twenty-three pound carp, and uh, one of the first times that. You know, you kind of got this deal of uh, in fishing a 20-pound club. After you get through that 20-pound club, you want to move up to that 30-pound club. Yeah. And once I got up to the – I never did know – sometimes you don't know if you ever get up to that. Matter of fact, uh, a friend of mine last year, he fishes different carp lakes and stuff. He said he wasn't going to cut his hair until he caught a 30-pound fish. Well, Greg, his hair got down where yours was. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, but he finally messed around and caught him a 30 pound fish. And, uh, next thing I know, his hair is about as short as mine and Perry's. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, fishing is fun. That's one thing. What was it? Orlando Wilson always says, if you can't do something, go fishing. Take a kid and go fishing. Yeah. And, uh, I guess the kid's still in me because I love to go fishing. So, I do too. And you still got an eyeball out for me, place. I told, I told you. Yeah. Uh, my lady, I won't live next to you because yeah. you, you and your wife won't be able to talk. Well, but she is a good fisherman. I but, uh, I come in last night and uh, my wife she come in. I was in the kitchen and I had the measuring cups and stuff out and a spatula and everything like that. She said, "You're not fixing to make that up in my kitchen, are you?" I said, well, "Yeah, honey, but uh, it, it's not going to smell that bad and stuff like it." And uh, fish smells good. Well, this is the bait that I'm using. Oh, and, oh, oh and, Lord. But uh, she walked over and she opened up the thing. And she said, that's not what's in this jug. I said, no, you got to swap from one jug to the other, the contents to where if you're at the lake and somebody sees you pouring it in there, they really don't know what you're actually fishing with. She said, that's misleading. I said, yeah, that's, that's what you're <laughs> supposed to do, honey. <laughs> uh, I said, you might, you might think, uh, 
like I said, when I caught the 33-pounder, everybody got looking at me over there and wondering what I was using for bait. And uh, you just go to the truck and you set that out there to where everybody can see it on the bench beside you. Oh, I know what he's using now. Well, guess what? I'm throwing you a curveball. <laughs> I tell you what, there's more to this fishing than I, than I would have ever dreamed. Now, uh, that 33-pounder, 30, 33.1. 33.1. That's, uh, that's 10 pounds heavier than the one you won with in March. Yes. So you kind now, of. There's some, some bigger fish in there than that. So, uh, now you're not you're not safe. It's just like racing. Uh, it's not over till that checkered flag drops. How big does the, the, the catfish get in there? Oh, they get big, too. I mean, just like you. I mean, they eat. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I like that comment about the hair. That cat, he ain't going to catch nothing for a long time. But uh, it's just the deal of uh, we. It's, it's, it's fun. It's camaraderie. That's lucrative. One guy, one guy, well, I caught one fish, and I hadn't even got I hadn't got four rods out yet and hadn't even got my stuff off the truck good. And uh, I hadn't even got my net down out of the back of my truck. And I done had one fish on you. I mean, just as that rod, it peels up out of that stand, you're going to run grab it. And then you're sitting there going, oh, no, I can't go get this and I can't go get that. And uh, you just hollered at the guy next door to you down there. And he said, uh, I said, can I borrow your net for a second? He said, yes, sir. I, matter of fact, I'll net it for you. Hmm. And, uh, kind of deal of uh you net another man's fish and i netted one over there for the whenever he got done with mine i went down there gonna net his and just as soon as we started that fish in that net the hooks come up out of its mouth and i was still able to get the fish he said i appreciate that i said you're welcome even though it's my competition <laughs> but you caught his fish and it, 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 it would have been splashing back in the lake yeah i should just turn the net and said oh he, he got off dad gummit <laughs> Perry, can you think about that? They actually cheating on fishing. We're not cheating. They're not cheating. We're not You're cheating. bending the rules. No, they're 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 not staying showing prepared. their hand. We're not, not showing your hand. That's there it. you go. I mean, that's just playing. That's just a lot of games are played that way. Oh yeah, well, you, racing. Good grief, Greg. <laughs> I mean, but well, Moore wouldn't ever do anything like oh, that, no, would he? Heck, no, we <laughs> we're doing the thing out in Colorado one time, and I had to get up about four times. We're talking about Trans Am, and somebody said, well, what about the acid dip, you know, this, that, and whatever. I said, do you think me and Bud Moore cheat? People got to I knew he's guilty for whatever we got up there, the room of doom. They already know he's guilty. Well, I don't know. I come down there a couple of times to y'all shop. Now, I seen that big 55-gallon drum of acid back there, but I was wondering what y'all was putting in it. Every time I walked by there, y'all was pulling out a set of heads or something. <laughs> was y'all acid porting the heads or what? Whatever could be dipped of my head lighter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and I'd run around with pictures of Mark Donahue's car with, uh, with, with, with Penske and everything with you, the wicked fast car to even try to outrun. And I had pictures of them sitting in an acid bath. And hell, well, ours was worse than his. And we were showing them to people. Let's like, take a, look what he done. we oh. got to take a break right here. We'll yep. come back with more of this. We just got to get this uh, last break in. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. 
low prices, big selection, quality customer service. That's Nissan of Greer. Get big savings on over 300 new Nissans. Shop our large selection of used vehicles, including Nissan certified pre-owned. Plus, we're the place for commercial fleets, for expert service. And if you need credit, come and get it. Ask about military, college grad, and mobility assist savings, too. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC-certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Providing for and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. Many people are under the impression that establishing a will is the first and last step to estate planning. That is why developing a formal estate plan can be one of the most important things you will ever do for them. A comprehensive estate plan can help you preserve and protect your wealth, control who receives your assets, and ensure that your wishes are carried out. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you prepare an estate plan. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg. McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at McDonald's.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchisees are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees. Okay, welcome back. Start me up, AJ, and let's get these results here. We have to cover 
in the next uh, 13 minutes and four seconds. The trucks run tonight, and I know I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, but it's either the Pinty's truck race on dirt or the Pinty's truck race on dirt. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that product is. Maybe you could look that up if you get a chance over there, Ronnie. What Pinty's is or Pinty's truck race? I mean, what kind of product is that? I have no idea. Well, you got a phone there. You're you're my research man. You got uh, 12 minutes and 39 seconds to figure it out. But they run that tonight, and that will be at 8 p.m. on FS1 on the dirt at Bristol. Should be an interesting race. Black Walls, what is that all about? Uh, listen here. Driver's that close. He's on dirt. He's going to hit that wall. He's going to hit it. It don't matter what color it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I just never heard of Black Walls anywhere. Uh, uh, I don't know. Anyway, we'll see it all. We'll see it together. The points as of right now, Ben Rhodes is the points leader. Second is Chandler Smith. Third is Zane Smith, no relation. Fourth is Stuart Friesen. Fifth, John Hunter Nemechek. Sixth, Christian Eckes. Seventh, Tanner Gray. Eighth, Ty Majeski. Ninth, Matt Crafton. And tenth, tenth is Anchor, uh, Tyler Ankrum. And I uh, mispronounced that because I was looking down at twelfth for Carson Hosevar. ARCA does not run this week, but they will be back in action next week. And that will be on Saturday at 1 o'clock on FS1. And that will be the General Tire 200. And their point standings looks like uh, Daniel Dye is first. Rajya Karuth, an African-American young man, is second. Parker Chase is third. Tony Bringer, which we um, confirmed as a female, is fourth. And Nick Sanchez, I'll get it out in a minute, is fifth. So you've got quite a cross-section of uh, diversity there. I mean, that's uh, a woman and an African-American and a... Sanchez sounds like he might be Latin, so uh, top five in ARC is uh, uh, very uh, international, I would say, or diverse. That's the better word for it. You got something? You look like you was no. reared back to talk. Uh, Indy, they are off this week and will be off until uh, uh, the May 14th at the uh, GRM, whatever that is, Grand Prix at the Indianapolis Road Course. But uh, they ran last week in a race that uh, came down to Joseph Newgarten winning it by just a scant, very small margin. It says here uh, 1.2 seconds over Roman Groschan, and he is coming on strong. He drives for Andretti Autosport, who had, I think, five cars in that race. I mean, that's a bunch of cars. Alex Palou, the defending champion, was third. Will Power, fourth. Patricio O'Ward was fifth. Scott Dixon, sixth. Graham Rahal, 7th. Alexander Rossi, 8th. ninth was Helio Castroneves. And 10th was Kyle Kirkwood driving A.J. Foyt's car. And he's a he's a young man and a real hard charger. And uh, we might really see A.J. Uh, perform well in the 500 this year. With You know, he'll have three or four cars up there. But this Kirkwood kid, is uh, he's doing very well. Foyt's other car with uh, Tatiana Calderon, the Colombian lady, she finished 16th, which was definitely a whole lot better than she's been doing, and that's out of field of 26. So she was not nearly at the, at the tail end. And uh, poor old Jimmy Johnson managed to get down to the end of the race with uh, 12 laps to go and wrecked his third car of the weekend. I don't know if maybe one of those was, was a repaired car, maybe that last one, but he got in a crash there with uh, uh, a, a rookie, David Malukas, and didn't come out too well for him. He's... Uh, Got a bummed-up wrist and a three wrecked cars, and he's probably looking forward to this week off. 
Well, he was kind of mad at himself if you watched yeah. him inside that race car. Yeah. He knew he's messing up, but uh, he's trying. I yeah. mean, that's uh, you, you got to give him a for effort. He's he's out there trying. Now, the Formula One ran last week at the Australian Grand Prix way down under in Melbourne. And Charles Leclerc, I tell you what, Ferrari's got it together this year. <laughs> Alan asked me if I saw Formula One. Uh, he texted me, and I said no. And he said, well, you didn't miss nothing, but uh, I'm going to have to take your word for it because I didn't read up on it too much except to see that Ferrari's doing just great. Sergio Perez was second for Red Bull. George Russell uh, was third, and his teammate, Lewis Hamilton, was fourth. And uh, Lewis has got his hands full, it looks like, this year. He's not running off with it. No, he's not. And Verstappen, uh, about like, uh, I think uh, the racing gods have turned against him lately because uh, I think he messed his motor up. Yep, he did. He finished uh, 18th. Oh, well, he didn't finish, but he, he was classified as 18th place. Uh Fifth was Lando Norris, sixth Daniel Ricciardo, seventh Esteban Ocon, eighth Valtteri Bottas, ninth Pierre Gasly, and tenth was uh, Alexander Albon. The Haas Formula One uh, Ferraris came in 13th with Mick Schumacher, his first race back since his terrible crash at Saudi Arabia. And uh, Kevin Magnussen was right behind him, his teammate. But they're still doing good. They were the first two cars a lap behind. But they are doing very well. The point standings for Formula One. Um, Charles Leclerc and Ferrari's got a whopping 34-point lead over George Russell. George Sainz Jr. is third. Sergio Perez is fourth. Lewis Hamilton's fifth. And Max Verstappen is sixth. So your you're two big names from last year. And, of course, seven-time champion uh, Lewis Hamilton. Um, they're, uh, they got their hands full this year. So uh, uh, Kevin Magnussen is tied for ninth in the points with Valtteri Bottas. And since we've been doing this show, it's the first points that team's ever got. So uh, they fired their Russians and uh, regrouped and are doing very, very well. Take the next few minutes to talk about what was disappointing for, uh, I know, some of us here in the room. And uh, and, so, and our, one of our listeners, Mike uh, Hill, was the, the sports car race at the Acura Grand Prix in Long Beach for the Daytona prototypes and like three or four other classes. Um Pipo Durrani led some laps, um, or, or he, he didn't lead any laps, but he was hanging around in the middle of the top five. He couldn't quite get there. They had uh, one problem where they changed drivers between Durrani and put in Tristan Nunez, and he accidentally hit the kill switch. I think on the first turn of the first lap, they got part of the wing or something knocked off the nose. Uh, so, I mean, it, it was just a not very good race. However, it came, well, the winner was Ringer van der Zandy, and uh, Sebastian Bourdais, and uh, you had some comments about Sebastian uh, before the show started. Well, uh, when you run off down there in the corner, you have to stop. Then everybody passes you, and you get 21 seconds behind. No caution flag, but yes, you can make it back up in, in probably about 20 minutes. That means you really have to show your hand. And he gets out of the car, and he says, well, I had to make up for it. I overdrove. Now, you don't overdrive a car that's not capable of overdriving itself. <laughs> so, uh, don't get me wrong. I believe Wayne Taylor, I believe Wayne Taylor is already down at the IMSA truck. already <laughs> wanting to complain about it because I text my brother. I said, don't worry. Wayne Taylor's already down there complaining about them cars because, uh, don't get me wrong. There is some, what we call 
sandbagging going on in that division. I don't want to show my hand till it's race days. Don't want to get no penalties and stuff like that. Huh? A lot like carp fishing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like carp fishing. So, uh, Ringer Vanderzandy and uh, Sebastian Bourdais were first. Earl Bamber second with Alex Lynn. The battle was furious for third place between uh, um, the 60 of Tom Blomquist and Stoffel Van Dorn with uh, our wheel and engineering Cadillac with Tristan Nunez and Pipo Durrani. And they were, uh, Pipo was doing everything he could to get by, and they had trouble early in the race, as I said, where uh, the first lap that that uh, Nunez ran, he uh, hit the kill switch somehow, and they sat there and let them all go by. But they were fighting it out for third, and it, I think uh, I think they said Durrani was on fresher tires. But as they went into one of the turns, he was on the outside of Bloomquist, and uh, he couldn't make Bloomquist couldn't make the turn, and he washed out to the outside and took uh, the wheel and engineering uh, Durrani car with him, and uh, Richard Westbrook and the Mustang uh, sampling Cadillac, co-driven with Christian Vaudier. Went from fifth and ducked underneath them and took third and got on the podium, and it was a real big disappointment. And all that happened in the last minute of the race. So uh, they will race again on Sunday, May the 1st, at Laguna Seca. Be hoping for a better result there, of course. And the points, um, Alex Lynn and uh, Bamber are first. Richard Westbrook and Vaultier are second. Um Fourth is, uh, and they're three points back, 32 points back is Blomquist. Albuquerque is 65 points back with Ricky Taylor. Xander Vandy is uh, 79 points back with Bourdais. And our team is running 10th and 11th with uh, Pipo Durrani and Tristan Nunez, and they're 81 points back. And like uh, like Jeremy Clements, they just got to get with it. You know, they got to start making up some ground. Not a whole heck of a lot of television tonight. Uh, the Camping World Truck Series qualifies at 4.30 on FS2. Uh, I'm not sure where that is. Uh, the Cup qualifying from Bristol is on FS2. And then the truck races tonight at um, 8 o'clock on FS1. Then tomorrow, the Cup cars will be running at uh, 7 o'clock. And that's, uh, of course, at Bristol on Fox, the main network. So, uh that's about it for television. And, uh, Ronnie, what do you got for us? Well, Penty's is actually Penty's Food, a large company in Canada. Okay. And it sponsors the Cast Car Series, uh, which is the Canadian version of NASCAR. Yep. And they have races all across uh, Canada and one in the United States. This year is the one you were talking about. Well, that's, well, that's tonight. Yeah. Okay. Well, that might be the reason you see NASCAR is going to have a statement about going to Canada. I think. Well, very good. You picked right <laughs> just, up on just that, put, didn't you? Just put two and two together. Well, I, math wasn't my I was an English major. <laughs> and Penties is the sponsor, like, right now for the Cup Series. It's yeah. Monster Energy. Yeah. So it's... So they're going to they gonna have to go across this border. Well, that's... Uh, and honestly, until right now, I had never heard of Cascar. I've heard of it, but I mean, I don't give it much thought because uh, I don't, you know, it's it's not anywhere near here. But looks like it is tonight. Uh, it is tonight. Appreciate you looking that up. It's okay. Well, I mean, that's 
you used to do it from home and text me with uh, these questions I have, so I appreciate you doing that. Um, Greg has uh, he went and bought our ball tickets and passed them out, and then I guess he's out there in the lobby. So, uh, Greg, uh, I'll say goodbye for you. Um, Alan, what you got going on? Uh, going to the f- – A little bit of risk going on up at Harris Speedway tonight. If you don't want to go on to Harris and going up there to Gastonia Speedway, uh, Carolina, it's uh, just go up 85 to 74. Run on into the town of Gastonia right there and just pull over to the side and wait for a truck to come by. It's got a race car behind it followed on in. <laughs> That'll work. That works. That's a good way to do it, too. That's the way we do it. Well, um, I am going to be uh, looking for the movie Titanic tonight. I watched two Titanic movies last night because that was the 110th anniversary of the sinking of the Titanic. But I don't have the one with, with – uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, that was made in 97. I can't find it, so I got to go find it and buy it. King of the world. And Wagon Wheel is not going to be built back. I saw that. that. I, I saw that. That's a shame, but, uh, you know, that's the way it is. I went by the lighthouse last night, and it was open for business, so uh, I just uh, have to drive the packlet, I guess. Thank you for listening to us. I think we had a pretty good show, except for the rough spot there when I hit the wrong button. But uh, come back and join us next week, and... Uh, Natalie, we're on the way. Keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSPG Spartanburg. We are Fox Sports. And here's what you need to know. The NBA playoffs tip off one hour from now in Dallas with game one between the Mavericks and Utah Jazz. A short time ago, Dallas head coach Jason Kidd confirmed that Luka Doncic will indeed not play today because of a strained left calf. The play-in tournament concluded Friday night as the New Orleans Pelicans rallied from a 13-point fourth-quarter deficit to win on the road over the